This the R&B Podcast. I'm Nate B. Real Mike Rob in the building. Producer TD. And let me hear something from Sha Infinite. Never get old. Bro. Never get old. You know what's gonna have to happen? We're gonna have to do a remix of that. Hey, shout out to Shot Infinite. Always dope intro. DMV. Check them out on SoundCloud and Instagram. Coast. East Coast, Nate. East Coast. I know you're a West Coast cat. I'm a fake East Coaster though. So, uh, so Nate, you from everywhere, man. Welcome to the RB Podcast. <laughs> welcome to RB. This is the ultimate sports talk show. We give you life lessons. We talk about music. We got music from producer TD. Hey, man, look, we real serious about the playoff talk. I'm intense right now. That's why we got the shades on, man. Okay, yeah, you right. We got the shades going, man. We ready to rock, dog. Okay. Like, straight up, man. And I may, I may drop some heat for you today. Okay, hey. Some one mic. We may drop what? the mic on you today. because I'm, I'm, I'm a little... I'm you a talking little about, about some As stuff. in Nas. So, he's saying this is a sports podcast meets Just one man. mic. Something like that. So all we need and is I one may mic. drop the mic today. All I need is one mic. I'm pissed about something. Okay, well, listen, man. Yeah, hey, well, coming up on today's show, uh, the R&B hotline is back. Of course. Just so everybody that's listening understands what the R&B hotline is, you call in, we hear your voice, we answer your questions. Like, how many other podcasts are doing that? None Not of many. None so, of them. And, and, and you're getting real opinions from, like, really inside the locker room. Yeah. Like, and you can literally ask whatever you want. Like, it doesn't get lost in translation. You know what I'm no. saying? A tweet might get lost here or there. But if you call us and we hear your voice, we will respond. All right? Straight up. And keep supporting the YouTube videos, all yeah. of that. Subscribe, comment on iTunes, Stitcher, yeah. any way possible yeah. that you can get the show. Comment on it. Okay. We need it, man. Yeah, I feel like you got It's playoffs, stuff. Nate, man. I'm ready and to we go. And we're going to talk playoffs. We're going to talk divisional oh. round. Uh, well, producer TD, before we get into it, let me hear some heat, bro. Oh, this this like some Pastor Troy right here. I'm getting my Montez Burfitt on right Whoa. now. With me in that mind, state you're of mind about, right now. talking about throw a flag on the beat. Whoa. Whoa. Throw a flag. 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 But you lost the game, so that's bad. <laughs> Throw a flag. <laughs> man, how dumb can you be, bro? Hey, man, hold up, man. Up no, hold up. Hold up, Nate. We, Nate. Nate. Wait. wait. There ain't no wait about it, man. Hold up. We got to wait. Ain't no wait about it, though. Wait, hold up. We uh, got to wait. Yo. We going to talk about it, though. Yo. All right. Are you kidding me? We'll get to it, bro. First up. Lost the game. Oh, first up. We're we not there yet. You know, maybe the hotline Couldn't is going to be my a team, question mate. in reference to Couldn't what we're talking about. Couldn't have been my teammate. Okay. I tell you uh, that much. TD. had some issues, bro. TD, I know we got somebody that called in uh, about, you know, whatever they want to hear us talk about. So, let's hear something from the R&B hotline. 
Hey, this is Elisa from LA. I have a question. If you were in the Bengals and Vikings locker room, what would you say to Vontaze Burfick and Blair Walsh? I mean, they basically cost their teams going to the next round. First of all, who is that? Elisa from LA. I mean, hey, I'm gonna just say this. Uh, Though that background music, I know, that little man. Beat, like that, take me back to the '90s, bro. Oh, I get so excited. Lord. All right, so um, Woo. let's talk about it. Perfect. Uh, first of all, Nate, and everybody knows what happened. Yeah, he hit Antonio Brown, defenseless receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, dropped his shoulder. Dropped his shoulder. All of that. But to me, to me, to me, he's suspended. He got suspended three games for next year. To me, he's suspended for his reputation. To right. me, the hit itself, you talk about one of the best receivers in the game. Right. He comes down with that play. The defense's job is to kind of separate him from the ball. So, look, I get that, and I get things happen on the field, even right. though I think he probably could have avoided the straight head shot. He could have. I think he could have avoided he veered, that. He veered towards but Antonio. People, but, 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 but it cost your team the game. The game. Right. And I, I, I got a lot – so there, there, there's, there's parts of me who love who love a guy like Montez Burfitt right. to be on your team. There's parts right. of me who understand this guy. Right. You know what I mean? He's a young cat. I understand where he's from. I, I know the struggle, bro. I know how it is because, look, I play fullback, bro. Right. And, yeah, all week, Burfitt is a guy that you got to think about on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Why? Because of the type of player he is. Right. Right? Right, 100%. But when it costs your, your team. team games, no, for, for, okay, forget about that. Maybe, maybe, look, Nate, hold up, though. Listen, hold up, though. Listening, hold up, bro. though. I'm listening. Maybe, 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 maybe you got issues with some of your teammates or whatever, whatever. Just go to Marvin Lewis. Right. This captain gave you a chance. A chance. A second, of, third. A lot, of, a lot of people passed you up. Right. What? So, they didn't read you up, all of that. So, so for me, you know, hey, hold up, hold up, okay, Nate. Hold up, man. Go ahead. Yo. Talk about it. Let's just this coach is 0-6. In the playoffs. You got a backup quarterback. The game is won, man. Right, right, my right. bad, man. Forget the script. Okay, go off script. Are you knocking my papers all off the table? Talk about it, The though. game is won, dog. Yeah, okay, it's facts. Right. And you know how hard it is to get to the playoffs? Definitely. You do. know how hard it is every year now. You gotta press the reset button. Remember this. Remember the Nintendo, the reset joint that hardly ever worked. Yeah. You gotta press that now. The game gotta start over. You gotta start the workout over. The whole rhetoric, everything gotta start over now. Yeah. Oh, oh, and you don't get the 50k. You probably gonna get this check. For making this check for making the next round, bro. Right. Come on, man. Listen, I, I, I agree on, with man. you. I agree with you. If 100%. I'm in that locker room. If to answer that question, you check perfect. You check I gotta check him. Yeah, and we might we might have some issues. Might have some issues, and it, and it's brotherly love. It, it might it might turn into brothers a scuffle. Fight. Brothers fight, and I'm gonna hug it out. And I'm gonna have to check him. I'm gonna look you in your eye, hug it out, and be like, "Look, man, we gotta get better from here." And I would have respected it more if in your pregame, I mean your postgame interview. Now I know you're pissed. I know you got emotions going. Right, bro, stand in front of that locker and man up. I messed up. Right. I did that. My bad. I hit a defenseless receiver. I know the rules. I know the rules. Right. I know I'm a guy that's targeted. Right. I know the I know the big everybody looking at me. Right. I know that. I know I got away with hurting Big Ben. Right. That was dirty, bro. Hey, football player know that hit was dirty. Right. I know I'm getting away with it. So that so that's my issue, Mike, is that he does have a pass. He does have 
a resume of doing this already. So there's already a title, a label on Perfect that he's a dirty player, right? You know, twisting ankles, he got suspended before, had some issues in college. And you go in, just like you said, I'm targeted. So for people that are listening, there's a list and a conversation that every coach's staff, every referee has before every game, and they know the guys that they're going to pay attention to. Yeah. Just like when Iverson was playing basketball, watch AI because that crossover is something like a carry. So you might have to call that this game. Watch Burfick because he has had a history of doing things. So the, not only is the eye in the sky on you, the HD cameras, but every ref, his eyes might shift to you at the end of every play because they're ready, got the flag in the holster to let that thing go. So for me, you have to lose complete control for you not to be aware of the situation. One, like you said, going to the next round of the playoffs. But two, situationally, man, it's the last seconds of the game. And it was an implosion. And now it wasn't just perfect. I've been a Pac-Man fan since I played against the man. He lost his cool. Now, on the flip side, there's some things and flags that should have been thrown on Pittsburgh too. Porter coming off the sideline. But But we can't control control what the refs see and what they do. All I'm saying is it was an implosion. From within. And just to clarify, Nate, just to clarify, I said the hit on Big Ben that hurt Big Ben was dirty. It wasn't illegal. Right. It was not illegal. Right. But we know tackles. We know things when you're we trying know. to get a guy. You know, know when you're trying to we, turn a guy to get him on the subtleties. his shoulder. We know so the subtleties. So you can put your weight on him. So that we know, we man. Know I mean, subtleties. come on, man. We the play, right? So well, I think we both agree that as grown men, and this ain't no shot to perfect and kicking a man while he's down because I know we're going to get some tweets about that. We just basically saying within the brotherhood of the family on a team, maybe even on a sideline, definitely in the locker room, we're going to have a conversation. And if it comes to a scuffle that has to be broken up, we're going to look at each other in the eye and say, this is best for the team. Oh, yeah. At least you know that oh, I'm real that, about this and oh, I care about this. We're going to hug it out and we're going to get better from it. And we're going to get better from it. And we, we, and might, go, we might go grab dinner dude, and drinks afterwards. The dude is a hell of a player, Nate. He is. I done met the guy. He's a game changer. I done met the guy in a gap before. But listen, I know what's hey, hey, listen, Mike, to your you know point, I mean? when you were just talking to your point, like there was a part of me watching it, right, as a football player saying, man, this dude is losing his cool out here. Like I don't understand how somebody who has a history can still go out there and play dirty when you know the eyes are on him, right? But yeah. then on the flip side, me contradicting myself, like you said, I'm like, hey, every team needs a bully. Every team, yeah, every team needs a guy that can go out there and run up in the middle of a, a pile or a scuffle or even a crowd of guys and be like, break this up. You see he was doing that. He was diffusing some situations too. I, but, trust me. I, but you know what? Your mistakes always overshadow what you do in a positive light. So, lost the game. So they lost the game. So I think we both kicker. agree talk on that. Talk about the kicker. Let's talk about the kicker. So talk about the kicker, bro. That, and Minnesota, that's your squad. That's my squad. Both of them teams is my former squad. So I was, How you miss that kick, bro? I don't know how he misses it. And, and to be honest, he should have made it. Ray Finkel. How you miss laces the kick? Out. Laces don't, it don't even and, matter. And, and he, listen, the he laces. He made it one earlier with, with the, the laces kick in. and the laces. Okay. So, I think we all agree. I can give everybody at home excuses. Maybe the, the holder's hands were enough so he couldn't spin the ball all the way around. Maybe the kicker's foot didn't have enough feel on it because he'd been sitting on the sideline. I don't care about excuses. He should have made it. And if you talk to Blair, like he said, which he manned up, he said it's on me. Right? And I, I believe, TD, we got the sound from Blair Wash after the game. I can tell you this, it's my fault. I don't care whether you give me a watermelon hole. I, I should be able to put that through. And uh, I know Jeff did his job and Kevin did his job. And um, I'm the only one who didn't do my job there. So uh, that's on me. All right. Well, you know what, though? You know what, though? It is on – you know, it, it, the game shouldn't come down to one game, one play. But I'm a runner. 
I'm an offensive minded okay. thinker, Nate. You are okay. too. You feel me? Um, but I think the game, I, AP, you got to take a big, the big Adrian Peters. You got to take the big brunt of that. Okay. Game. Why? Now, now speaking of AP, we got the sound from that TD run. That it was, it was tough. You know, because um, I had the first down, and you know, just my mentality is trying to scratch for extra yards, and you know, that was one of those, you know, times where I should have just put the double on wrapped it. You know, so you know after that it was just I mean just praying defense give us another opportunity, give us another opportunity. Um so, you know, um, you know, I look back on that and say, Hey, you know, I don't put that ball on the ground <clears throat> then I'm able to, you know, get that field goal and, and, and take take the lead, you know, so that's something that uh that'll haunt me throughout this offseason. Okay, Mike. So but, 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 listening but, to AP, he said it's on me too. I take responsibility but too. But I mean, but just just go even deeper. I mean, the fumble, obviously. Right. Okay. Um, but if you look at the play before the kick, right. this kicker likes the ball on the right hash. Right. They ran a play to the right. AP thought he could get the first down. He cut it all the way back to the left. Right. And now the ball's on the left hash, totally opposite of probably where they were trying to get the football. Okay. So – He's one of the only kickers in this league who he puts it on the right hash because he has a small hook to his kick. Right. And if you look at the kick, it went left. It went way left. And he's. Uh, I'm not saying he would have made it or whatever. I'm not giving the kicker an excuse. Um, I personally, personally, I think you should start treating kickers a little bit more like football players since they want to be football players. And, and, I, and, and I explain it like this, Nate. If I'm in practice and we do a 9-on-7, you know what 9-on-7 is. 9-on-7 is a run period so, where – I don't, mean, I don't mean to cut you off. You just said treat kickers like football players. Yes. So what are you saying? Are kickers football players? No, kickers are kickers. I don't get that, Mike. You got to explain I'm about, that to let me. Let, let, come on, let me learn you something. Talk real. about it. On nine on seven, right? As a as a runner, as a as a foot as a fullback, right? Right. Nine on seven is a run period, right? And, and receivers aren't aren't the receivers are down the other end playing catch, right? Okay. If I miss my linebacker enough times during that period during practice eventually i'm gonna get cut right if i miss you know what i'm saying like eventually i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna get cut. they're not gonna wait for the game okay right why don't we treat kickers that way kickers get cut too mike no i'm talking about in practice hey look dude you missed the kick it's a wrap well, you saw what was happening in Detroit last year. <laughs> struggling to I mean, the straight up, man, put the pressure on them in practice so these pressure situations and games. I got you. You feel what but, I'm saying? But, Mike, they say you can't simulate a three-foot putt to win the Masters, just like you can't simulate a game-winning field goal okay. in a pressure moment. Nate, Nate, you, I might can't simulate a game-winning catch in the Super Bowl, but that same pressure of your coach say, go out here and beat this guy or you're cut. Your $2 million salary's cut. Your access to this building's cut. We got a box waiting by your locker. What you, what you going to do, Nate? Okay, Mike. I, <laughs> exactly. I what you're saying. All right, but look. Okay, so let me touch on Walsh real briefly Go before ahead. we move on to the next uh, R&B hotline phone call. I was at the airport in Minnesota flying home after the game, and people were lighting them up, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm sitting back thinking to myself, man, this is crazy. Like, nobody knew I was a ball player, but I'm listening. I'm just soaking it in. And as a guy in this fraternity, I'm like, you know what? Damn. It's sad that these same people were cheering when he made three field goals early in the game, but now they're tearing him down. So I went immediately to his IG. I don't know the dude. Yeah. And I just wanted to see what the comments were. His last pitcher jumped from, like, 30 comments to, like, 1,000, Mike. And 
98% of them new comments were negative. Negative. Not just negative. I'm talking about stuff I can't say on this podcast. That's fandom, though. Those yeah, fandom. I'm talking about ridiculous, life-threatening, talking about your kids, no, be suicide, all kind of stuff, like right? No, it's not. So <laughs> it, it kind of tripped me out. I yeah. take this four-hour flight home, and I'm just like, what is going on with these fans today? I get home. I'm chilling with my kids, and then I'm just watching the news constantly show this kick over and over again. And then I just put out this Instagram post, right? And I'll read it real quick before we get to this next next topic. This is what I said to Blair Walsh. And all I wanted to do was for him to get this. I didn't care about nobody else getting it. Yeah. And I wanted the fans to see this. I know today seems like a dark day in your athletic career, but you will bounce back better and stronger from this, brother. You have kicked game winners before, and you will make game winners in the future. And not to mention, you're a huge part of why the Vikes were in the game with three field goals. Yeah. So hold your head high. That was just me being very quick and concise to him. Then I said, now to all the so-called fans who have taken to social media to put him down, curse out, and threaten him and his family, please take a long look in the mirror. If y'all had your mistakes on grand display for the world to see, would you want thousands of people tearing you down with harsh words and threats? No. We have to be a little bit more sensitive to one another in moments in which we fail. If we can't lean on each other to encourage us through dark times, then we're lost as a society. Trust me, there is nobody who feels worse than Blair Walsh right now. So let's try to build him up instead of destroy. Much brighter days ahead, beat up, spread love, build, not destroy. Only reason I put that out there, not to be oversensitive, but I wanted fans to understand that we hear you. Like, we see you. Okay, it's cool to praise us when we do well, but don't turn your back on us when it gets bad because if this was somebody in your family, you wouldn't do the same to them. And they always claim, like, oh, I love it. I bleed these colors, man. I watch you every day. But then when the waters get rough in, in the sea, they're ready to jump off the ship. So it's a trip because it caught like wildfire. I think the NFL reposted it, and then a lot of people saw it. And the positive thing about that was all the fans that remain quiet because nobody wants to compliment a guy in turmoil because they don't want to be that one person amongst thousands tearing them down. Dig it. Yeah. But they saw the post. And it was an outpour of people saying, look, Blair, we support you, bro. Like, you had a good year. You had a good game. You was the only one that scored. So, for me, dealing with Blair, if I was in the locker room, I'm walking up to him like a man's supposed to, saying, yeah, bro, you should have made it. But you family, we're going to bounce back from this. And to keep it real, we had plenty of moments in this game to put it out of reach. Yeah, absolutely right. So, you can't blame one dude. No, you can't. For me, that boils down. You can't. That's how it boils in. But you should have made that kick, bro. And we can always go back to that. One hundred percent. That kick. All right, TD. Who we got on the next call? Yo, yo, yo. What's good, R&B podcast? This your boy CJ from St. Louis, and I have a question. With my Rams potentially leaving to LA, what message would you give to the fans if you were on the team? I'm a big listener of the show and can't wait to hear what y'all have to say. CJ, one. Mm. That's what's up. Okay. CJ from St. Louis. If, if, if I'm in that Rams locker room, Nate, you may feel differently. If I'm in that Rams locker room, um, we're still going to be the Rams, whether it's Los Angeles or St. Louis, right? Um, I would tell the fans to continue to su- support us. Continue. What? Why not? <laughs> How they going to support a team that ain't there? You crazy? Man, you can still be fans of them. Man, no. They still the Rams. You still can be fans of them, Nate. Like straight up, dog. The players, I mean, what? They just was there last year. Oh. Come on, man. 
You know what it's like? You watch Maury, right? You watch Maury. Yeah. As soon as the guy find out you are not the Stop father, man, he ain't buying no more diapers. So these fans ain't buying no more jerseys. You think a fan in St. Louis is going to be that loyal to buy an L.A. Rams jersey? Nah, they're going to have their heart broken. And I'm still speaking from – Are you still I'm speaking, home, home City Thunder? That's what I was just about to say. I'm speaking from experience. I like KD. I do like the team. I'm not going out there buying jerseys. I'm not going to support them financially. When that was the old Supersonics, I'm still buying throwback Sonics gear. I got Gary Payton and Sean Kemp jerseys in my closet. So I'm mad. I'm in my feelings that they took my team away from me, that I grew up watching. I grew but up if, idolizing but the if rain you, man. But if you're playing that locker room, how do you address the fans? You say thank you, and you say it sincerely, and you spend these last moments with the city. You go out and touch the city. You go out to these schools, and you reach kids. You give them a lasting memory instead of your ass leaving out the front door. Because that's what it looks like to them, right? Yeah. It looks like you waving away, saying, hey, all right, y'all, I'm going to a better and brighter place. Sunny L.A. I'll see you guys later. It is going to be better and brighter, though. It is. <laughs> and from a branding standpoint, I think it's going to be, you know, beneficial to guys on the team in the in the organization. But like I said, man, um, it's just like when you lose a relative and you know they're getting near the end, you try to spend as much time with them. And I think – if you're in that locker room and you were part of that organization, even if you're not on the team anymore and you still have ties in St. Louis, go spend some time there, man. Go tell them people thank you because they supported you when times were dark and when times were great. There so, it is, Nate. Good job, yeah. man. I still, Just keeping it a buck. Hey, man, TD, we, do we got, do we got one more question or, or no? Support That's it? <clears throat> no, we got one more question, right? Okay. Hey, this is Steve from Hawaii. With the Panthers and Seahawks facing off this week, who would you rather have, Cam Newton or Russell Wilson? All right, Steve from Hawaii. I'm appreciate you, I'm that let call. You take that one, Nate. People <sighs> always say I'm a homer, right? Yeah. So I, I shut. I try to shut up. You know. Nah, this. I just. Ain't, but look, I just, I just, I just hit the facts, though. I mean, they got. I just hit the facts. But What's the ahead, facts? Nate. What's the facts? Huh? Huh? You heard me? The facts are the facts are the Seattle Seahawks are the Carolina Panthers kryptonite. That's the facts. I I guarantee you as they're watching Hey, you know what else the facts are? As as they're watching Blair Walsh miss that kick, that they're like, Damn, I can't believe he missed that thing. Okay, you know what else is facts? They didn't want to play Seattle. You know what else is facts? That two thousand fifteen Carolina is Seattle from two years ago. So Seattle's walking into a game looking at a mirror reflection of who they used to be. I understand that, but look at the last four times. And Cam Newton, the last four times is Superman. The last four, t- and I love you know I've been a Cam yeah. supporter. The last four times Seattle has played at Carolina, what has been the result? Okay, but the last game Carolina played Seattle, what was the result? At Seattle, regular. Here's season. the thing about regular this game season. is that regular season. Let's just make a pick, regular Cam or Russ, before we get into these playoffs, huh? Huh? It's not enough information for me to make that pick right now. You know what? I'm going with Cam. He's rested. Two weeks. He's chilling. He's hungry. You know Cam Cam, may, back. Cam, Cam may play had a better game, but we're talking about winning the game, Nate. Nah. The question <laughs> was <laughs> Cam or Russ. He's trying to spin. What? I'm you, just oh, saying, oh yo. you a spin doctor I'm today. Just saying. Okay. You must have had your spinning. You went to spinning class saying, this morning. Dog. Oh, you was at the fitness oh, so center. So you saying Carolina's beating Seattle this week? That's not the question. That Mike from Hawaii said. So you picking Cam? I'm picking Cam right now just off of the strength 
that I, they I, was I, banging I, I Russell around. With, he got a short week to I get back rock, and play a well-rested Cam. I can rock with that just because. And you know, I, just I love Cam's me some MVP, Russ, man. Because Cam's the MVP. But now Russ Mike is the Rob, poster boy now in my Mike city. Rob, now Mike Rob from Richmond, Virginia is in studio asking you who wins the game. Okay, Carolina so let's, let's talk about it. Divisional playoffs, the next topic. Who wins the game? Seattle at Carolina. And guess what? We both going to be there. Oh, yeah. How ironic. We taking yeah. R&B on yeah, the yeah, road. Yeah, yeah. We'll be there. Hey, so Charlotte, watch out. Hey, dog, answer the question, oh, bro. Oh, my bad. I was Damn. trying to get a pub to the – Answer the question. Who's going to win this game? Yes. Do we got uh, the Jeopardy beats? No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I'm going to go with Carolina Panthers. I don't. I don't believe that this this season that they have had is going to go down with a loss, their first playoff game right out the gate. Um, it took a lot out of Seattle to win that game in Minnesota, and some would say they should have lost that game in Seattle. I mean, in Minnesota, that team is a little banged up and bruised. They just now thawing out. You got a well rested, confident, some would say cocky Carolina team at home, and they're going to take the same momentum they had all year. They're going to be playing with smiles on their faces. They're going to be dancing in the crowd. And that well-rested speed machine, Ted Ginn, and that catching machine, Kotri, and Greg Olsen, one of the best tight ends in the game, they're going to be ready to put in work against the Legion of Boom. Not to mention, they're willing to run the rock. Oh, oh, and I forgot. I forgot to mention Forgot to mention this. They got one of the best defenses in the game, Mike. They, so that's my pick. I'm just giving you they, my pick. Next year for Christmas, I'm gonna get you a big clock. What you trying to say? I'm flavor, 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 man. You the hype man for them right now, and I don't think you believe what <laughs> yeah, you're saying. I don't boy. think. <laughs> I don't think you believe what you're Shout saying. Shout out to my man, Flavor, Flavor. We're gonna bring him on the show. I, I don't think you believe what you're saying. Now, don't get me wrong. All of that is true, what you said about Carolina. Okay. But first of all, there hadn't been a better quarterback since Week Seven in this league. Since Russell, I mean, I mean the last seven, last seven weeks. I'm sorry. Aside from Russell Wilson, nah, you're saying, yeah. Besides Russell Wilson. Okay, I got you. I can, I can respect that. Twenty-four touchdowns, one interception. Num- no, no, number, no, number two. Uh-huh. Talking about Carolina having one of the best defenses. They've given up thirty points the last three games, and Seattle has the best defense. And see, Nate, you know, when you saw when you, when you talk about Blair Walsh and, and you went and you looked at his Instagram post, see, I do the same thing. We, we millennials, man. We do the same type of stuff a lot. So I start and I look at the Carolina players. I look at their Instagrams. I look at their social media. I hear their comments. Right. right? And you hear guys on the defense, you know, with the fake enthusiasm that you usually get during training camp. And, you, and they're saying, oh, we're the best defense. We're the – you know, that, that, and usually you do that because you're trying to make yourself believe it. They're saying we the best? Like yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> and 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 I think it's going to be an epic matchup. Okay. Have you wiped out? I, I, I think, honestly, and I'm going to keep it 100%. Keep it, 100, keep it 100%. Keep it a buck. I think the best chance for Seattle to lose was this past week. Oh, I think they're gonna beat the hell out of Carolina. Oh, say word. I'm sorry. I think it may not be close. Oh, say um, word. I don't know. I still got. Hey, look, it's Tuesday. Okay, but see, I every hate- every championship team, and I was talking to my man Bucky before we came on about it, has this type of a moment that like, where it's like they weren't supposed to win this game. 
Seattle was not supposed to win this game. Right. They lost the game. Look at the reactions when they when they missed the field goal. They like, oh my god, yeah. They lost the game. Yeah. What? And now, potentially, I haven't talked to him yet, but potentially you're gonna have Beast Mode back with a week of rest. Oh. He's coming to the East Coast. Like seven weeks of rest. Real Rob, Nate B, R&B podcast gonna be in town. Right. You know what I'm saying? Taking the show on the road. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, nah, I feel you, bro. I'm just saying, I, I don't know if this game going to be close now. I, I hate the fact that this game is happening right now. Like, I would have loved. In the NFC Championship. Oh, the NFC Championship. Because like I feel like we got one of our Super Bowl contenders in this game. Even though Arizona's looking nice out there. But I like the way either of these teams match up against AZ. So. I, 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 I'm just saying, I, I just, again, you saw the difference. And this weekend in pedigree, the, all the road teams had right. pedigree. Right, one hundred percent. People, they've been in the playoffs. They've won. They're quarterbacks. Right. But you gotta, you but, gotta also consider the fact that there was somewhat of a blueprint. Now it could have been due to the weather, but Minnesota sending those ends upfield and deep and containing Russell in the pocket, collapsing that pocket, exposed some weaknesses in that line. Now a defense that's built to put pressure on Russ and stay true on the back end with them DBs is Carolina. So, I'm just saying it's going to be a good one. It's, you know, it's, it's going to be a good I, one. So, I, I, I'm going to have sideline seat. All right. Seat so, right there. the next game. I got a question for you guys. What's up, think about that game. As you guys were talking about player preparations last week, if you were going into this game, if you were still a fullback on the Seahawks, Mike, what are you preparing for this, to meet Luke Keekley there in that hole? Like, are there any special honestly, things you're doing I, honestly, for the week? Yeah. So, I, okay. So, just, just talking about this game. All right, all right, we're going to talk Seahawks-Panthers. So, if I'm a fullback, okay, and I'm looking at the Seahawks, okay, and I'm going against their linebackers, Bobby Wagner, to me, Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright, I mean, Bobby's not going to ever give you surface. K.J.'s got is very long. Yeah. Okay, so you got to go against those, sides, those guys two different ways. To me, you run right at Bobby. Mm. You got to run right at him. And on the opposite side, you look at those two linebackers in Carolina, Luke Keekley, Tommy Davis, Thomas Davis, you got to run right at Luke Keekley. Yeah. He's one of those guys that if you run away from him, he's going to make every tackle running running him down. And he's one of the premier coverage linebackers in this league. See, See what I'm saying? No, that, that's, that's great points. As well as Bobby. That's great points. And for me, going up against Josh Norman or Richard Sherman, they're similar in their attributes, uh, especially in their length. They have that really unique ability to throw that arm out there without losing balance and sticking with receivers. Um, and even if you do get past Rich or past Josh, they have that makeup speed long. because of their length, right? Their strides, they're covering two to three yards with each stride. And then at the very top end of each play, which is 50-50, who's going to put their hand on the ball first, the receiver or the DB, them two are one of the best. I mean, at PBUs. Especially Richard Sherman. Pass breakups, legitimately one of the best in the game. Josh is a little bit different because he's just not looking for pass breakups. He's trying to get his handles on that rock. He wants to get an interception. So attacking them, you have to get up on them. Because if you're running onto the receiver and you make a break too far away from them because of their length, your route's done with. But as we're taught, get close enough to shake their hand. Or step on, the, step on their toes. And for people listening, it's not step on their toes, literally. It's get close enough to where 
You're almost cleat to cleat, and then you make a move. So that way, if they do bite on one move or the other, you have that window to get past them and get open. So you got to you got to attack. You got to be aggressive. You have to match their aggressiveness because at the line of scrimmage, because they got good safety help, them boys are gonna be dogs, and they're gonna put their hands on you at the line of scrimmage. So if you're preparing for those guys, you better prepare like you never prepared for. Chiefs Patriots. Oh yeah, I got the Patriots, man. Like I like the way the Chiefs are playing. Alex Smith, man, legitimately, you talk about the second half of the year, even a little bit earlier than that. He's been playing tremendous, not turning the rock over. Some say he couldn't pass deep. He's showing he can do that. But even with all that said, you know, I got some boys that, that know Julian, and they saying Julian back. And that right there is the X factor for me when it comes to the Patriots offense. And just having Julian back alone without going too deep in it, that got me choosing the Patriots. Yeah, I, I, I like the Patriots in this matchup too, and I think uh, Jeremy, um, what, what's what's the receiver name? Jeremy Macklin, yeah. not being there, man, Ooh. and you know that high ankle sprain was an ankle, man, but it looked bad. But even he was crying. It looked so, bad because I think he thought it was something a little bit more. Serious. Which shows you it's 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 it's, a lot it's hard for you to pick yeah. against Tom Brady with a week of rest. It's hard to pick against the pedigree of New England. If, if and Tom was they playing, how to handle. if Tom was playing with a uh, Devry University second string, it'd be hard to <laughs> pick against. They <laughs> said Devry University I'm just second string. Uh, All right, what's next? Packers, Packers, Cardinals, Cardinals. Who you got? I got the Cardinals, bro. And only because everybody's saying – You don't saying, believe Aaron Rodgers is back. Now, I, you don't I, believe I, I what think, you saw. I believe Aaron Rodgers is back to being productive. When, when we say Aaron Rodgers is back, that team is back, how do we see them in the first four weeks? We saw them playing unbelievably, and we labeled them as unstoppable. Aaron's unstoppable. He's in the zone. He's like Neil. He's, he's not seeing X's and O's. He's seeing the matrix code. That's what we thought about them. So saying they're back, they got to look like they were in the first four weeks of the season, which they don't. They look good, very productive. But even with that said, you're facing, once again, a real rested Cardinals team, and they got speed at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And you know, just like an open bar, shots, 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 <laughs> shots all day long during that game. They take the most shots in any game, and they don't deviate from that. Like, everybody knows. They are who we thought they are. You go into the game, you know they're going to go over the top. Yeah. No matter what you do the game plan, they're still going to go over the top. And then that that defense, even without all-pro Tyron Matthew, whew, them boys are still dogs, man. Buchanan, that linebacker, yeah. boy, look like a safety, Personal. hit like a lineman and move around like a backer. Like How would you how would you attack Patrick Peterson if you was going up against Pat? This year, not a past year because, you know, he was a little overweight last year. He lost some weight. He lost some he's weight. been very productive. Very productive. He was a little uh, sick. Candidate for, you know, defensive player of the year. Like, he was legitimately balling out this year. The way to attack Pat is to be as consistent as you can in your route running, making every single route look the same. So you're almost trying to lull him to sleep in a sense because he's intelligent. He's a veteran now, so he's not young Pat. Young Pat used to bite on everything because he was so athletic, and he had enough makeup speed that even if you did get past him, he'll track you down. But now he's going to remain consistent, so he's looking at little cues. He's looking at if your helmet drops or if your shoulders drop or if you start peeking back to the quarterback, so he's going to start breaking. If you're chopping too soon, he's going to break on your route early. He's looking at all these subtleties within your route. So if you make it look as consistent as possible, which means every single route at the line of scrimmage looks like a go route, and you make your break at the last minute, you're not going to beat him, but you're going to get separation. You're going to get catches. And really, that's what you want. If you're going against Pat, one of the best corners in the game, you just want to get catches. You want to move the sticks. So that's how you game plan. 
for Patrick Peterson. I with all know, that man. said, Pack, he's still pa- Packers, Cardinals, man. It, you know, Cardinals whipped up on them just a few weeks ago, man. And I, st- I still, I still like the Cardinals. I'm still in my study mode right now. It's only Tuesday, right? Uh, but right now, the Cardinals are, are leading the pack. Steelers, Broncos. What's up? Talk about it, man. Steelers, Broncos. I think this is going to be the battle of the game plans from a defensive standpoint. What you mean? Quarterback. Each quarterback has weaknesses, ailments. Is Peyton going to play the whole game? That's, see, that's, game? that's my point, though. So, <laughs> if you're facing Peyton, it's one of two things that the Steelers are going to do defensively. They're either going to send the house every single play to, one, test his speed and velocity on the ball, and, two, test his footwork. Because you know there's zero chance he's going to run, right? Yeah. That's and because he's banged up, it's all fair and love and war, you're going to put some bodies on him. You're going to see if he can get up play after play after play. So that's game plan number one. Game plan number two, because there's zero chance of him running, <laughs> you rush three, rush four, you drop everybody else. You don't even bother with bringing the blitz. You don't think, you don't think the Broncos got a strong enough run game to talk you out of that? Not right now. Not right now. It hasn't been as consistent as I, I would like it. And, and now with Peyton being back in the game, like you don't have that same threat of Brock Osweiler running the offense where Brock, as tall as he is, 6'7", or whatever, he can drop back, see a window, and scramble for 6'7 yards. That's just as good as a run. They don't have a threat of run besides the running back. Peyton, so why is Peyton playing? Ha-ha. <laughs> you uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Why is he playing? Uh-huh. See? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, no, I don't know, man. The Denver Broncos, man. I, it, it's hard not to have Peyton in the game. I'm a Brock Oswald. I think they should have. I think they should have stuck with him. Yeah, but you, but you see why they got Peyton in. I mean, we all see it. Wisdom, experience. But you if you're going to go down, you, you go gotta, down with a legend. Be able to run your offense, though, bro. You got to be able to, as a coach, you got to be able to run your offense. And when you have Peyton, sometimes it's detrimental okay. to your so offense. So give you me your pick, real offense. quick. Then give me your pick. I'm still going with the Broncos. I'm going with the Steelers. What? Why is that? Because oh, I'll put it like Brock, if D'Angelo Williams plays, I'm going with the Steelers. Okay. If Brock plays, I'm picking the Broncos. He ain't playing, man. They going with Peyton, bro. <laughs> hey, so give me your thoughts on Shazier. Oh, you talking about the hit or just Shazier as a player? As a player. Oh, the kids, but awesome, man. How I do you, the how do you how do you game plan for him? Ryan Shazier? Yeah. Man, you I, I would just put him in coverage. Try to work on him in coverage. Work your underneath routes. See if work he got the coverage. hips. See if he has those hips because the dude is an explosive tackler, right? <laughs> and he's explosive at getting to the quarterback. Get the ball out of your hand, mm. okay? And make mm. him open those hips up. Mm. That's just simple, man. Yeah. Come on, man. That's how we do it, right? Okay. Man, I can dig that. I TD, dig we that. up out of here or what? Nah, man? nah, nah. We got, we got another we beat. Got. And then we got to talk real quick about just, uh, you know, our thoughts on that cold game. Because I just got a, a text from Cliff Avril, and I was asking him, yo, how was the cold game? Yeah. And uh, let me see what he what he said real quick. And I, I was like, yo, how how was that cold game? He said, man, <laughs> he said, man, it was straight freezing, bro. He felt his toes, yeah. <laughs> but once the game got going, it wasn't that bad. So for people that thought they were cold all game, with adrenaline, your blood flowing, being out there banging, staying warm, it wasn't as bad as everybody thought it was. Man, it was cold, dog. No, nah, it was – bro, I, talk, I was out there. The snot in my yeah, nose I, was freezing. I, yeah, I talked to you um, on Sunday between at the show. Bro, you was purple. Somebody noticed it on Twitter, too. Purple? I'm black. How was I purple? 
Hey. Blurple. <laughs> That's how we do it. I'll, hey, so I text I text Michael Bennett yesterday, right? So I was just talking about the D-line, getting back to our uh, conversation about uh, Carolina and, you know, how good this team is playing. So I was like, uh, yo, Mike, Bennett, D-tackle in Seattle, what makes the D-line so special? Because them boys with Cliff and that rotation, me, Bane, them boys be getting down. And Mike, at times, he seems unblockable. He, he is. He's a world beater, right? Uh, so he, said, he put LOL, D-line and O-line, they the only people really playing football. Everybody else just out there running around. <laughs> For real. I thought that was hilarious, though. It's the truth. And we know Mike Bitted is a nut. but you, It's but, the truth. It, it's, it, he put LOL, so he's kind of joking. But he's not there's joking. A lot, but then listen, the truth. there's a lot of truth said in jest. And I say that because that's how he thinks. That's how that's – how, like the aggressive truth. his mind state is in the game. He honestly believes that we're the only ones banging. The the skill players and receivers, they just out there running around. Think about it. They at recess. Just we in the trenches it. right now, and they are. And that's why he's so good at what he does. I, I can appreciate a guy like that. He is uh, – he, I don't think he gets enough credit. He might not have crazy numbers, but the type Was of ruckus that he causes every single play, second to none. Second to none. Got another so, beat, man. Uh, hold up, but we gotta we gotta wrap the show, man. We gotta I thank we the had people. A beat before the show, we got a beat. If you want a beat, we definitely we want to get a beat and then we will wrap the show. Yeah, man. But yeah, give me a beat, TD. Let's get a beat, man. Uh. Ooh. Okay, you got me waiting for this beat to drop. What's that? This, this sound real cynical, TD. Nah. Uh. Ooh. Yeah, this fire right here. Real cynical. I can go to this. Uh. Okay. What you got, Nate? What you got? All right, listen. Ah, it's about that time. The playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. Houston thought they had it, but they was way off. <laughs> Cincinnati. Oh, they blew that. All them flags. Where they do that? Oh. I don't know. Should have won the game. Yes, they sitting at home. That is lame. No disrespect, <laughs> just keeping it real. Steelers moving on. How you feel? Sayonara <laughs> to the losers. Oh. Nah, let me stop. What's up, man? That was dope. We just talking that. That was one of the hottest freestyles. That was one of the hottest. Had. Okay, a little something off the dome, real quick. Yeah, dog. All right, man. So listen, that's a wrap for the show. Remember, man, you got to send us your questions, your thoughts, ideas. Call the R&B hotline. Hashtag us, R-A-N-D-B. I'm at Nate13Burleson. At Real Mike Frog. Also, your music, man. We'll give you props. You know what I'm saying? I still need a verse. Shot Infinite, he running the game with the intro. I'm interested to see if there's other cats out there that could put together an intro. We ain't ain't shelving Shaw because Shaw's our guy. We can get an outro. We can get an R&B hotline. We can get an outro. We can get – you know what? We need to get Shaw on the intro remix. It's about that time already. Why don't we get you rapping on it, dog? No, that's what we need to do. We going to – hey, D'Angelo, back there behind the the glass. Holla at your boy, man, Thugger Thugger, man. You got to holla at him. Hit the R&B hotline. Contact at Producer TD. We want to hear your voice. Let your voice be heard. Um, like I said, man, shout out to TD. Shout out to D'Angelo, a.k.a. Here, a.k.a. Thugger Thugger. Uh, of course, you the listener, man. Remember, subscribe, iTunes, comment, retweet, spread the word. Uh, R&B Hotline. Uh, oh. It's outro beat. This oh. is like some Talib Kweli. That's what it is. Kweli. It's that conscious rap. Balao. Yeah. Balao. <laughs> mm. 
Spit some conscious. Spit some conscious, Nate. Spit some conscious. All right. What's up, man? All right. Got my latte in my hand. Oh. See, I'm just sitting back reflecting. Every word that I say, they dissecting. Just understand that I'm looking at the man in the mirror, so it's not about the reflection. It's about what I'm saying. It's about what I'm doing. Everything that I put forward. See, you can't ruin. I mean, I'm in a UCLA like a Bruin. Man, your mind, see, I'm chewing. I spit this ridiculous, this wordplay all up in your mind. So my tongue is like ticklish, tickling. Oh! The membranes of your words, everything that they say sometimes is so absurd. Like Mike, why don't they mess with R&B? Oh! Pretty soon we gonna be on TV. Ray Charles, you can't see me, man. Shout out the producer, TD. Damashek here. Make sure you check out the latest episode of the Dave Damashek Football Program. Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew, Handsome Hank, and me breaking down a truly wild, wild card round weekend. Check us out on iTunes, NFL.com slash podcast.